Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Oh, yeah. So this is episode 308, and we're going to talk about a wacky, wacky comedy. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. Scott, are you you putting down the fine drama that we saw? No. It was a by it, calling it a wacky comedy. It was a fine drama, yes. So it, it's just oh. Sam Rockwell. Uh, to me, is <laughs> yeah. so funny. Um, not in this movie, but he is no. so funny in uh, that. I just you know, I imagine some folks could see this and say, "I wonder if that's a comedy," but it is not. Well, in fact, a comedy. It is not. Sam Rockwell to me is. First of all, extremely so talented. One of the best actors America has. Yeah. Then you take the fact that he's like a chameleon. And one time he was being interviewed about this. And I said, how can you play all these different roles and you're not really recognizable? And he goes, well, I just really got lucky. I look so average. <laughs> I can do anything with it. Oh, wow. And um, so I was thinking about all the movies. Now, he's been in so many movies and I have not seen Tons of them, but I've seen Galaxy Quest, Moon, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, hmm. Matchstick Men, Cowboys and Aliens, and Frost, uh, Frost slash Nixon. Hmm. And I forgot um, that he was in Frost Nixon. Well, I had yeah, that's it. That's how you say it, Frost mm-hmm. Nixon. But yeah, you have to look it up, and you go, oh my gosh, he's played so many different characters. And he looks different in all of them. It took me a while of seeing him in things before I finally went, it's that guy. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. He was in Jojo Rabbit. I don't know if you've I seen never that saw one. that. What Mm-mm. a crazy movie. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. So, but yeah, he, he's terrific. He's a favorite. So, we're, we're going to talk about Moon today um, from 2009. Did you know that this was directed by David Bowie's son? I did. I did I not know that until just recently. Um, mm-hmm. But Duncan Jones is his name, and um, yeah, it's a it's a science fiction movie. Um, I guess you could call it a hard science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. Totally. And um, when the movie starts, we see um, Sam Rockwell hard at work, all by himself on the moon. Um, in, in the in the prologue, it t- says, you know, in text at the beginning of the movie, it says that um, helium-3 has been discovered on the moon, and it's a source of free energy or clean energy for um, humanity on the Earth, and that we have mines on the moon to mine this helium-3. And then we go to see uh, Sam Rockwell just doing his stuff, working away, Um Checking the, gosh, I want to call them threshers, but I don't think that's what they yeah, call them. Yeah, it kind of looks like that, doesn't it? There's these machines that are hard at work out on the moon. And at the beginning, you you wonder if those have people on them. But nope, they don't have people on them. So he, he's maintaining all of these machines. And he goes and, you know, he, he sits in his little home base. And he sees that one of them has a problem. And he'll go, go over to it. And uh, sometimes he'll collect these tanks of helium-3 and launch him to Earth. And um, 
that's his job. And he is completely by himself, um, apart from this uh, Gertie, G-E-R-T-Y, mm-hmm. which is just a robot that runs around. It, you know, it reminded me a lot of 2001, where um, in that one you had two guys, at least for a little while, alone with Hal, Hal 9000. Mm-hmm. And it certainly evoked that for me. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure well, it was purposeful. Oh, yeah. Because, and we can, I, I don't think it's giving anything away to say it's interesting choice to me that Gertie is the opposite of Hal. Hmm. Hal's mission was to make sure that whatever it understood the mission to be, to happen, and at the expense of any people. And Gertie's sole job seems to be to take care of Sam. <laughs> That's nice, so, yeah. Yeah, because all the way opposite. through, yeah, something will come up and he's like, well, I'm here to help you. <laughs> you know, I, I want yeah. to do what you need, you know, that kind of thing. And um, and it's funny how having essentially Gertie, I feel like Gertie would just kind of hang down from the ceiling and move around that way. Yeah, yeah. So Gertie wasn't even humanoid, but there was a little face that was like a smiley face. <laughs> little icon, literally. Yeah. Yeah, a little icon, mm-hmm. and it would if if Gertie was sympathizing, like maybe the the mouth would be trembling and there'd be tears coming out of the eyes. But I mean, it was literally like a smiley face icon, and so through that and the voice, you got to like Gertie. I mean, boy, can we really attach to things that seem human? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's so, a, that's an interesting point too. I mean, we've done a couple of movies about that kind of thing. Um, right. One was she, and then the other her. one was her. Thank you. Yep, it was her. Yeah. And um, Ex Machina. Ex Machina, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, but you're right. It, isn't it interesting how quickly we can grab onto something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, because that was his only company. So, so we learned that, yeah, he's up there by himself um, doing this job. And we see through, um, you know, he's he's watching a recording of his wife who sent a message, and he's, uh, you know, clearly near the end of his tour of duty, which is three years long, mm-hmm. and he's looking forward to going home. Yeah, and they can't have a live feed, so he's, you know, there's kind of a delay while they tape things and <laughs> send them back and forth. So there's a certain disconnection with that too. It's like reading letters, you know, yeah. visual letters. Right. Cause he's and on the, he's on the far side of the moon. Right. And uh, That's the satellite it. Yeah. they say is broken. I say, they say, you know, the, whoever's in charge, the lunar industries, you know, the company, the company, right there. They, you know, so it's got to go like all the way to Jupiter and back. Yeah, it's <laughs> got to bounce station. I'm assuming it's in Jupiter, but it's like, yeah, Jupiter station is relayed a message, you know, so. Um, right. Yeah. And so you're watching this and this is just the beginning. I mean, you're watching this and I'm thinking one guy by himself for three years, who are the geniuses who came up with this idea? <laughs> yeah. Why would yeah. you not have three or four people? Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I find it hard to believe if this is a supremely wonderful source of energy and it's replaced all of Earth's problems because it's clean energy. But yeah. they can't afford a couple of more people to go up there and keep each other company and be psychologically sound. <laughs> yep. I was just watching this going, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah, who's doing that? Who's doing yeah, that? Yeah, this this is a terrible plan. And why would he agree to that? Yeah. When his wife was going to have a baby and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And had had a baby while he yeah. was gone. Yeah, 
Yeah, and anyway. he, even, he even says, you know, to the, you know, he sends a message to uh, the company or whatever, and he says, yeah, ready to come home. <laughs> yeah. It's time, ready to roll, ready to come yep. home. Two weeks, just can't wait. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, so that's yeah. the setup, really, isn't it? That is it? the setup, yep. So we're spending time on the moon um, just with Sam Rockwell by himself and watching him do his work, and then stuff starts to happen, and we'll definitely need to talk about that in spoiler territory. Yeah, um, most of the movie is a huge spoiler. Yes, agreed. If we go <laughs> if we go farther than this, then it's a spoiler. So yeah, um, that's it. So yeah, please go go give it a watch. Yep. Yeah, and like as we were saying at the beginning, Sam Rockwell is just amazing in this. He really is. Um, yeah. 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 It's it's just great. Okay. It, it reminds me, you know, before we continued, like, uh, um, I mean, what other movies have we seen with basically a single actor or actress in it? Um, that's pretty much just that, you know, like I'm thinking mm. Tom Hanks on the Island. can't remember. Yeah, the Castaway. Name. Yeah, Castaway, right. He was very good in that. At mm-hmm. the beginning and end, of course, there were other people, but it yeah. was really, that was a one-man show. You're right. Right. Um, and, well, okay, this is different because now I'm kind of veered off into something else. What was the one? Uh, the Truman Show. Oh. But he was with other people. Yes, he was, yeah. Why haven't we watched that? That's a good movie too. That that's a that would be a, uh, very interesting to talk about that one. And Castaway is also excellent. Yes, um, yeah. Where's my see? I have a pen somewhere and uh-huh. I have paper. I'm, just, I'm writing it down. I'll send you. An why email. don't I have these on my list? <laughs> yeah, here yeah, we go. Yeah, I may have had them on and cast them away at some point. <laughs> I don't know why. Cast away. Cast away. <laughs> did you catch what I did there? I did. I, I caught it. You betcha. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. Well, let's get into spoiler territory here. Okay. So the next thing that occurs is, um, so you start to realize that Sam Rockwell, uh, who's, I think his name is Sam Bell in the movie. Oh, it is Sam Bell. Yeah. So he's, um, he's getting a little unstable. I mean, you start to really get the impression that he's, the loneliness has really got to him. And, um, you know, why wouldn't it? But yeah, he's he, seeing hallucinations mm-hmm. yeah. of people, like there's a woman sitting at a table. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. also, he doesn't seem to be feeling very good. As yeah. the movie goes on, he's looking paler, he's coughing, um, things like this are happening. Where you're kind of starting to go, man, he's not going back any too soon. There's some, some kind of moon thing, moon yeah. madness like has a, gotten <laughs> to him, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're just really getting that impression. And then... He goes out and, um, you know, to one of these uh, threshers is a good word for them. I don't can't remember what they're called on the thing, but it's out there harvesting, you know, it's throwing dirt in the air and stuff. And he would drive in behind it and kind of go inside it. And then he could do whatever he needed to inside and then drive away. Um, but this time he crashes. He um, just crashes into the back of this harvester and, and it looks pretty bad for him. And then in the very next scene, you see him lying on a bed, and Gertie is there, and he says, uh, Sam says, where am I? And Gertie said, you're, you're back in the habitat, and uh, you're hurt, you know, so do you have any memory of, of this? Yeah, yeah, there's been an accident. And of course, you know, the first thing that I'm thinking is, well, who got him? How the heck did Gertie, <laughs> did Gertie go get him, you know? 
is like, what happened? You are, or did you Sam? You are so analytical. Yeah, I mean, that this, never occurred to me. Didn't the it first really? It's like, how on no. earth did that happen? Like, well, I just felt like they put it on automatic and brought it back. I don't know. <laughs> you bet. You bet. But the Threshers are running around doing their thing, so I just feel like Gertie was like, he hasn't been back in too long. Oh man, pull yeah. him back. Pull him back. Yeah. If I'd have thought about it, which yeah. I did not, that'd have been so. good thinking. Yeah. Good one, Scott, <laughs> Mister Detective. Yeah. So that was my first clue that something was up. And then, um, yeah, this uh, Sam, you know, starts to get nursed back to health. And uh, as soon as he starts feeling better, um, there is a rescue team headed their direction. But it takes days and days. You know, it, it tells you how many days it's away it is. And he is ordered not to go outside, you know, because he's been hurt. And, and Gertie's like, no, you can't go outside. And then... Um, this he's like, I feel great. Yeah, I can go fix this great. thing. That's I'm my gonna job. Go do it. Right. This is what he's I like, do. No, I have a yeah. you're under lockdown. Right. <clears throat> and eventually he f- figures a way around Gertie and does go outside and he goes to the harvester that has the problem and the crash is still there. <laughs> and he goes inside and he picks up the body. There's still a body in there. Yeah. And he brings that person back, and uh, man, does that look like a lot like himself. Yeah, he's, he's wiping <laughs> the helmet off of the frost, going, whoa, mm-hmm. what? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. And that's our first sign. We're like, oh, wait, what yes. is going on here? And also, I thought the thing that got me about all this, where I was like, there is no way he would have still been alive. Right, right. It was so cold. There it just was depends. Yeah, I just wondered how long a time that was, you know. Um, well, I guess it might have been a really short time. But, yeah, he was – because I loved when the – he's walking in with the body in his arms. And he says to Gertie, who is this? And Gertie says, Sam Bell. And he's like, yeah, 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 but who's this? And it's like <laughs> – when you watch it a second time, you realize Gertie is literally answering it. Yes. You are both Sam yeah, Bell. you're both Sam Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, too good. Yeah. Talk about spoiling the spoilers. But. Oh, that's that's good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they put him on the, the gurney there in the hospital gurney, and uh, Gertie starts to nurse that guy back to health. And now we have two Sams. But the first Sam is definitely ill. Um, yeah. just like you said, I mean, he, he's worse off than he was before. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, this is the stuff, the reason why I picked this movie is, um, I mean, I see this a little bit like, it's like using humans for, uh, gain. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. It, it, yeah. So it's, it, it, it's a statement about workers. It, it is. Right. It is yeah. exactly. So it, it's like. Um, whoever thought of this idea there, you know, I can just imagine, um, Hey, we can do this with fewer people (laughs) if we do this thing, you know what I mean? Um, and, and what, what they actually do is they have, they basically trained one astronaut, made several clones of him and left him on earth. It seems like. Yeah. He got sent back home. Yep. So he's, he's happy at home while clones of himself are, you know, in existence, uh, kind of on a shelf and they're, they're rotating these guys in until they basically fall apart, you know, or I'm not, I'm not positive if they have like an expiration date where they actually just start to die 
or if well actually that is what happens isn't it because oh, we see exactly yeah it. we see we see in numerous examples of that um i can't remember how we saw that but it was because some recordings or something they've realized that they're clones <clears throat> yeah and the the older one is trying to get in and see past records yes okay there we go but he can't it says, well, I need your password. And he's like, oh, I don't have a password. I, and Gertie reaches past him oh, and yeah, clicks and in the password in. for him. Yep. And he, later, doesn't he say, why did you do that? And he goes, because I, I want to help you, Sam. Yeah. And I'm here to help yeah. you. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So there's like this this programming inside Gertie um, that wants to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Gertie, Gertie's of kind of saintly, isn't he? I mean, he's just like, he's just good. You know, <laughs> Gertie, it, it's like Hal turned out to actually kill people. Yeah. Right. And Gertie was the opposite. You know what I mean? Um, well, if very Gertie's programmed to, to care about Sam and take care of Sam and make sure that he's kept in good shape, this has surely, uh, I don't know, I, I guess computers can't really grow, but the programming has been uh, interpreted over time. Mm-hmm. To mean other things than were originally intended. You yeah, know, as situations yeah. would arise, it would go, well, what's the best thing for Sam here? Well, then we'll do this. Yes, right. Because at the end, when he says, everything here has been recorded, <laughs> you have to reboot me mm. um, or they'll know everything. Yeah. So and he's, he's not talking, of course, like a human being. He, he's more straightforward than that. But he's, he's thinking of these things and he's pointing it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, this kind of thing is just always bad, right? I mean, just just this use of people um, as tools um, is just not a good thing for us humans to be doing. Um, well, go ahead. The use of people as things, because you're right, as tools is bad. But I was thinking of the story. Oh, I can't remember who wrote it. it was it Harry Harrison who wrote? The story that Soylent Green was based on. Oh, get make out, room, get make out. room, yeah. Make room, make room. Yeah. Uh, so Soylent Green is like, okay, the this has no value any to us anymore. We will turn human beings into food. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. It's treating humans as things. Yeah. That's the problem, and and that because is at the, the end, yeah. right? And at the end, when when the one Sam is dead. The other Sam's getting ready to go, and they've woken up the clone, or the clone is waking up, and he says, so he's almost ready, and I've got you programmed to reboot and everything. And he goes, yes, uh, he's he's almost done with his programming. And he turns around and says, we are people, not computers. Mm. Yeah. But that tells you the thinking of the company. The company is not thinking about the clones as being human beings. They're just thinking, we've grown these people, we've injected these memories. They don't stop to think about the fact that these memories have real emotions for these people. Mm-hmm. They love their wife. You know, Sam loves his wife. He can't wait to see his child. He's very lonely. He's been doing a good job. He's been working hard at his job. I mean, he is a good person. Mm-hmm. And they're putting those memories in him to be that way because it's useful to them. And it was really interesting to me to look at the two different versions of Sam at the point when both clones are there. And so you have the older, sick, 
tired, jaded one who's just mad, but has said over the three years he has learned to calm down. Because we saw him talking to his wife at one point. His wife says, well, I, I think, you know, we agreed this would be good for a lot of things. And he's like, yes, it was good for me. I need to learn to control my temper. And then there's the young one who easily gets angry, um, easily reacts to things. So they have the same memories, but the experience of both of them, one with hardly any and the other with more, makes them into different people. Yeah, that was so well done. Because mm-hmm. they, they were the same person, but different people. Right. Yeah. Great job by the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the director, too, yeah. oh, I think. of course. Yeah, you bet. You Help bet. with the direction on, you know, what, well, think, think about these questions. Mm-hmm. How would that be different? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and cloning itself is another thing um, that the Catholic Church at least said Time out, people. You know, can we think about this for a minute? Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that the the Catholic Church does that that I do like is, um, you know, hey, can we think about this? Um, I, I appreciate that about uh, the church. Um, you know, it, it's it's just saying, hey, we need to slow down and and decide if this is something we really want to do. Um, I actually haven't seen anything uh, about artificial intelligence. Even though that's like all over the news right now, um, I mean, oh, I, 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 look at, I look at things like mm-hmm. Chat GPT, and I played with it some, and really, it's just uh, a really awesome search engine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's nothing beyond that. It's not like uh, it. It just has an, a vast. I mean, the whole internet to draw from, and how it presents that to us is really kind of amazing. But really, I could do the same thing, but it would just take me a while to to search and find the material and mm. and to write it, you know, like that. But it it just, you know, when you ask Chat GPT, it draws on all that and then throws you out, you know, this beautiful three paragraphs on some subject that you're interested in. Um, so it's not. I'm just saying it's not artificially intelligent. It's not like a person or anything like that. There, there's no mistaking it for that. Um, That's what you say now. Next step, yeah, Skynet. Exactly. Next step, we're in trouble. <laughs> it's like, but but the, these are things that, you know, humanity, you know, and, and I think everybody right now, uh, when you look at, you know, th- there's been some testimony on Capitol Hill and stuff, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, a lot of times when they're doing that, it's just overreaction. But uh, this is like the people that are making this are actually talking about, you know, maybe we do need some regulation or we need... Something like that, because um, I mean, I, I think it's like when you when you put the computers in charge of pulling triggers in right. war, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. we, we've taken a horrible wrong turn. You know, um, that's that's bad news right there. You know, for them right. to to be programmed to make a decision about killing somebody, um, right. which I suspect has occurred. I don't know. I know we have drones, and drones are remotely. Um, piloted, you know, so we're doing things like striking from miles and miles away, but that's not artificial intelligence. Um, but, but yeah, it just seems dangerously close to that. But again, you know, the Catholic church, I imagine is going to, going to say some stuff at some point <laughs> and say, uh, right. can we slow down here? I mean, that's what I expect them to do anyway. Well, because, you know, they must have people who 
work in these areas and think about these things. I mean, you know, we talked to Brother Guy so long ago, the, yeah. the Vatican astronomer. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are people who, if that's not their main job, <laughs> could like computers and stuff, but it must be an emphasis. These are all things that, first, one thing the Vatican has to have, however terrible their webpage is. And it's <laughs> terrible if anybody's listening yes. um, mm-hmm. out there. But, um, these are all things that they think about. And in fact, wasn't it, I can't remember how many years ago, but when blogging was, was new and important, they had a blogger symposium hmm. where they invited bloggers from Europe and all around and America to come and talk about it because this was looking at social media and how do we use it? And what does that mean as a method of communication? Yeah. So they keep their eye on that stuff, but you know, really I, was looking at all this i haven't checked it out because i don't care but um i mean i i care only in that i'm like no skynet please (laughs) but i just figure it was like you were saying (coughs) excuse me that it was a great big search engine that had been programmed to understand how to put together sentences and stuff yeah or put the sentences in order and Mm -hmm. and so therefore the difference in just using that where you're like, you know, I could do that myself, but it will take all this time. And that's true for things like I want to do a report on, you know, snakes or something. But in terms of something else capturing your eye while you're doing that, in terms of making you think about making new connections, in terms of uh, using that to go in a way that you wouldn't have thought of before, or connecting with something else you'd read or whatever, that's what those computers can't do. And that's what the people in this movie, the the company, weren't thinking about. They were thinking of those people, like you say, kind of like chatbots or whatever the name is, artificial intelligence. Yeah, right. Instead of actual human beings. Mm-hmm. And so let me ask this question. Sure. If there's a big company in a science fiction movie, is it inevitable that they are evil (laughs) that's (laughs) a good question you know because science fiction ever since um i've been reading it you know which uh, you know pretty much started in the 80s it is it seems to have always presumed this idea that the future we're headed towards is not nations but companies you know there's Mm -hmm. been so many science fiction written about that and in a way that's come true a little bit um, you know, because when we, when we think about Google, for example, um, so, some thoughts that I've had is like, man, if we ever do go to war, which companies are going to be on our side? You know what I mean? Because we have all the good ones. We They're do have all the good side. ones, but will they be on our side? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, it's like. Why do you think I these wonder. things? This is very disturbing, Scott. <laughs> it is very it. disturbing. But it's like they, they almost are their own countries, you know. Um, you know, it's like if it progresses like it has been, it kind of seems like that. So it's interesting that you say that. Um, you know, are they always turn out evil. You know, I think about the movie Alien. Um, I was, yeah. And yeah. aliens. And aliens, of course, <laughs> you know. And there's that. And then you have, you know, in 2001 – um, as we learned in 2010, what happened to Hal was the company's fault. Oh, uh, I, you know, didn't know that. Oh, big spoiler. But 2010 is actually a very good movie. Yeah, um, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's fun. It's no, it's nothing like 2001. I think you'd like oh, it. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, yeah. then it might be. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, 
but but it is interesting, you know, and I'm trying to think of some examples where, you know, the companies aren't evil, but it, it's like um, money and power and, you know, I mean, corporations make decisions that are in the interest of profit, not in the interest of people. And I'm saying that in general, right? It's like what, what we want to do is maximize the stock price. Um, well, not I'm we want to make people happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm thinking about, um, I guess you can't call a Mount Martian cause that was actually science fiction, but I was thinking of that movie sunshine. Sunshine. I don't know if you saw it. By the it was same, directed by same Danny guy. Boyle. Oh, Danny it's not, Boyle. it was written by the same or directed by the no, same No, 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 no. Okay. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. And it had uh, Killian Murphy, if that's how you say his name, uh-huh. Chris Evans, all these people. And it's basically the sun is dying. So these people are taking a ship uh, to the sun and they're going to like jumpstart the sun with a giant bomb. Mm-hmm. And they pick up a distress signal on the way. And that's when you're like, no, don't stop for the distress signal. Oh, no, no, bad idea. <laughs> we know about is, distress signals. That's right. Yep. Ignore them. However, um, and I was trying to remember, I it's a, it's a horror movie of sorts. But I don't, and it is, I, I was thinking there was a big company involved, but I guess there actually isn't. So... I will just mention it in order to say I didn't love the way the horror part of it went, but it is one it has some of the most beautiful scenes and music ever and I can still see them in my mind. I mean, it's a striking movie if you haven't seen it. Mm, I don't think I've seen it. Oh, well, you yeah. should watch it. It's really cool. it's really well done and it was influenced by 2001, Solaris, Alien, Mm-hmm. All kinds of things. And it's a good hard science fiction concept. Yeah, yeah. You know. But I was and I was thinking this was done by a company, but it turns out I guess it was just a, you know, let's save the earth thing that everybody got into. Yeah, interesting. So I'm sorry for that sidetrack. No, but no, it's you, it's interesting. But when Go you ahead. talk about companies doing that, I think back though to things like um oh, the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And you know, we read Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And you have uh, blockaders, you know, people who are running the blockade because they're merchants and they're trying to get stuff through. You have companies in England that have no cotton, they can't weave anything. You have, but all the companies are all involved. They've all taken sides already. Mm-hmm. Some of them are on the, the rebel side and some of them are on the union side. Yeah. But it's, it, as you say, it is almost always based on what's profitable. Um, you know, who are you going to build the ships for? These people have the money, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think this would be different, except that it would just be a bigger war. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I do, I do know what you're saying. And I think that, you know, if a corporation can be counted on to be a machine that wants to maximize profit then it becomes kind of this impersonal thing that we just have to deal with, but we kind of know mm-hmm. where it's going to move. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, it, but it, the, at the end, it's people, right? Um, right. It's people that are doing things, people making decisions. Um, right. And so, therefore, yeah. you have some good companies and some what we would call bad companies. Right, right. Like mm-hmm. this lunar whatever's name is. Um, yeah. Lunar 
Lunar Alliance? I think it's just called Lunar Industries or something. Oh. Yeah, Lunar Industries. Vandalay Industries. No. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but it is called Lunar Industries. I have the Wikipedia page up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's from Seinfeld, you guys. You in bet. case people don't know why we're laughing. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and one other thing that well, it makes me think that that is something that is coming. If you know, I don't, I don't know if cloning humans is going to be a thing or not. If it's something we're going to get into. I feel like when this movie came out, it was something people were worried about, but now people mm-hmm. are worried about other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like you know. it. But you know, if and when it takes place, I mean, the question about souls, you know, and. And and do these do clones have souls and stuff? That all that's going to come up. Um, um, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts? Yes. Okay. Very good. I mean, mm-hmm. the people that we saw represented, uh-huh. of course. Yeah. And that's you know the human factor that they're forgetting. Um, and in fact, one thing that I found really interesting was. Again, watching them interact, it became clear how individual both of them were, even though they had these common memories and everything. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Because the one couldn't play ping pong. Yeah. Now, of course, he hadn't had a chance to practice. (laughs) He hadn't had three years of alone time, yeah. Right. He wasn't naturally good at it. He couldn't figure out how to cut those little blocks for that little town, uh, the little fake town, without using the knife and everything. Mm -hmm. And again, he hadn't had all the alone time. But I thought the scene that really showed them, all, it, was, it showed them being more like brothers in a really touching way was when um, the young Sam is going to drop off the older Sam so that he can be the one that's in the crashed vehicle. Mm. So it gives one of them a chance to get away and have yeah. a real life and also expose this company. And they're remembering when they first had the bravery to ask out the woman who would become their wife, Mm -hmm. Eve. And, you know, and they're both kind of telling pieces of the story to each other and remembering it, smiling. And uh, one of them says, yeah, so then I asked her out for ice cream. And she goes, what about a drink or something? And they both kind of look at each other like, oh, yeah, that's right, you know. Mm -hmm. And the way they're telling the story, like I said, it was as if they were brothers who'd lived through the same thing. It was really a sweet moment as they related to each other and weren't jealous of each other or the wife or mad because that they were clones. They were exhibiting their humanity to the full and they were also still different. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. Terrific. Yeah, I agree. It it was just a, a lovely and a touching moment. And of course it was beautiful that, that's when the older one dies. He's thinking of this beautiful memory, and finally everything gives out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, he, he was going to die anyway. Whatever yeah. whatever they did to him to make an expiration date. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had no hope. So we got to assume that the guy who went to Earth was only going to live a couple of years. Well, you know, the thing that's funny is I was never sure. I It didn't occur to me that they'd given him an expiration date. Mm-hmm. Because why? I mean, I guess because it's a three-year contract, maybe. But mm-hmm. what I thought was just living conditions on the moon were tough. Uh. And that's about how long they could live. Although the one who was the original one who went back to Earth was fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess he was on the moon originally. 
I'm yeah. I, I guess we don't know for sure. Um, no, I was just assuming yeah. that they found it unfeasible to do the way they planned. So they went, here's what we can do. Yeah, I'm just thinking this, that it was like, yeah, I guess yeah. you know where it could have happened either place. But yeah, yeah. somebody thought, hey, this mm-hmm. would be way cheaper if we train one one person <laughs> mm-hmm. and then clone like crazy. Yeah. Well, and especially when he's waking up and they always wake up going, you were in a little accident. Do you remember? And he goes, oh, yeah. But the, some of the memories he has is how to work the station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those came from the original guy. <clears throat> right. Um, I think right. now that I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, that's um, cool. You has, know, yeah, this reminds yeah. me of, uh, have you ever read, um, oh, Jack Chalker? Mm, no. See, so he wrote a... He wrote a, a it's four author books. Or character. Okay. Author, yeah. He author. wrote four books called The Four Lords of the Diamond, I think, okay. is the, the collection of them. But anyway, each book starts in the exact same place or the, the character. Oh. So what happened is um, this, this person, they have these four prison planets in this galactic realm or whatever. And they need information from somebody, but they don't know which one he's on. So they take this secret agent, you know, some Raylan Givens person, and they <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they clone him four times and send each one to one of these planets because oh. the planets are made such that once you're put on that planet, you can never leave because they've altered you in a way that some nutrient that exists only on the planet somehow k- keeps you alive. This is like Jurassic Park in a way. Yeah, maybe so. They have so. to have lysine That's or the dinosaurs right. will yeah. die. Yeah. Yeah. So each, okay. each novel just opened with him opening his eyes on the new planet and starting at the oh. same point because he doesn't have the memories of any of the other ones. Right. How dreadful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it probably makes a great story. But, yeah, it was a um, good story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. And then the original exists elsewhere. <laughs> and that's kind of what I thought was right. happening here, you know. Oh, okay. Gosh, yeah. that makes well, and we've read enough things with enough variations like this that mm-hmm. it could go either way. These and the thing that's kind of interesting about the movie, which is a very it's a beautifully done movie. It's um very deliberately told, very slow paced. Yeah. yeah. Which is okay because that's kind of how life is going for the main character. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really start to pick up and things happen until the accident and the second one gets woken up. Yeah. And once and even then it's further into the movie when they're starting to go, Hold on, those guys who are coming are not coming to help us. <laughs> they cannot find two of us alive. That's right. They'll kill both of us. So what are we gonna do? What's the plan gonna be? All this kind of thing, and looking for the other clones and all that kind of stuff. So um it's wow. kind of picking up pace and following the experience of the people. The two Sam Bells as they, you know, go through it. Mm-hmm. But um, all the elements are elements we recognize. And it's a good thing because they're not spelling out the story all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know about somebody who's been stuck on a space station having to just do this stuff. We understand about the idea of cloning somebody. We understand that um, the computer's there to help, and it may be friendly, it may not. We understand about you don't have a live feed, so you're just having to kind of wait and react and hope the person gets your next message. You know, all those things, they're all really familiar. Yeah. And the story is not complex. It's just that the elements are so well used to give us this conundrum of, 
these two clones facing each other and figuring out who they were and then what do they do about it? Mm. And what does it mean? Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really great, yeah. I just, um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Did you know they did this for $5 million? <laughs> no. It's what it says. <laughs> Moon's budget was $5 million. Well, I know that um, Kevin Spacey was asked to do Gertie's voice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have to see the whole script and see if I like how the movie goes. And mm-hmm. he did. And then he just recorded it all in half a day. Because it's not like he's having to interact yeah. emotionally. He's always just, Gertie, <laughs> I'm here to help you, Sam. You know. Mm, yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I like that story. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just this indie. Yeah, and I guess there was one that was kind of a sequel that had uh, Sam Rockwell in it as a variety of the clones who'd been. So it sounded like they'd been woken up and they were the examples of how awful the company had been. When I was reading the Wikipedia page, it didn't sound like something I wanted to watch. I This story told enough. I was done, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, wow. So. Very good. Well, that's fascinating. I, I'm going to have to seek that out because that is super interesting to me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't have a lot more else to say about this movie, um, but I just thought it was a really nice depiction of this using of people um, in, right. in a really offensive way, really. But it's just this this thought. So, it, again, it's like an extreme that shows us a little bit something of what's real, you know, which is something that I right. like what science fiction does, but it's, you know, this extreme use of people makes you kind of cognizant of, you know, how we use people, you know, in society, you know, this, this, you know, sometimes you can look at it or sometimes I feel it's like I'm, I'm in this machine, you know, and I'm going through motions of a day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, I want to transcend that. And, uh, when <laughs> right. I feel that way, I don't like it. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, something to kind of be broken away from. Um, it's easy well, to fall into also, a pattern and stuff. You know, thinking about work and thinking about being in a job where you feel like you're on a treadmill a bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all of us have those moments, right? but mm-hmm. especially people who have jobs that are really like that, you know, um, working in a factory or, uh, just being a receptionist or in there's maybe not a lot of variety to the day, all these things. And so Carol Houselander, I can't find the quote immediately, but she basically said, you know, we have these jobs and, you know, maybe we don't love everyone around us or it's very tedious. And we think, why are we even here doing this job over and over and over? And she said, because maybe except for you, Christ wouldn't be there. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And that's what you bring to all the people in the place where you're stuck in that dead-end job. I would add to that, too, that uh, you bring meaning to whatever it is you're doing. Um, right. You know, it, you know, Christ does, right? But you bring Christ to it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that um, Martin Luther King Jr. said to the janitor, right? Which exactly, is, yeah. Just be perfect. the best janitor yeah. you can. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I already, did I talk about this already? And if so, you can cut it out where Paul Johnson in his book, The Creatives, wasn't that what it was called? He did something on the intellectuals, the, mm-hmm. the comedians. The, so the creatives, in the introduction, he talks about we're creative because we're made in God's image and mm-hmm. he is the creator. And so 
that's one of the reasons when we're really engrossed in our creation, we lose track of time and it, it fulfills us in a way other things don't. And he said, but that doesn't mean we all have to be musicians or artists mm -hmm. or whatever. He says, um, one of the most creative people he ever met was a man who maybe was a ticket taker on a double decker bus in London. Hmm. Who was talking about, you know, yeah, we get everybody to the end of the line and back. And he goes, and then there was a guy who was a street sweeper. And he maybe had come from Pakistan or somewhere like that when he was young. But he'd grown up then and lived there. And he said, he says, um, do you enjoy your job? And he goes, yes, I'm so lucky. Every day they give me a dirty street and every day I have it clean at the end. <laughs> oh, and he awesome. said, those are forms of approaching your jobs in a creative way that gives it meaning, which is just what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we don't see that here, but we do see the capability of the human mind and spirit soul to be creative in solving the problems when you didn't have to solve those problems before, which is how they get out of the whole situation. Yeah. And the desire to solve the problem or just right. the fact that it is a problem is human, you know, mm -hmm. this, this yearning and uh, realizing that it's not right and pushing outside of that and having the courage to do so. And the yearning for love, mm. the continual love for the wife um, that couldn't go away even when they realized, and, and it hurts so much when they're like, but I love this person, but I'm not even allowed to be me mm. for her. And then they find out she's died years ago, you know. And it hurts just as if, for each of them, just as if they really had known that person. Hmm. Because the love was true. Yeah. And that's, that's what humanity is about, mm -hmm. is that love. I mean, in many ways and on different levels, but that epitomizes it. You right. Know? Yeah, that's beautiful, too. So, yeah, he found himself in a loveless situation, didn't he? Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah. All that had been denied him, although the memories and everything were there. And that's the cruelest blow of all. Mm. They didn't care about that. They didn't stop and think about it for one second. Yeah, that's right. The company, I mean. Yeah, the course. company, right. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for watching this with me. Oh, no. <laughs> I kind of no. thought our discussion would be shorter than usual, but I, you know, because I've <laughs> watched too. it, I'm like, oh, man. But it's, uh, <laughs> I still love the movie. Um, it's it is good. a really good movie. Do not go, I mean, it's it's uplifting at the very end, but don't <laughs> go into it thinking it's, you know, going to be a good time. Uh, yeah. You know, what it was, what, what was it you were a saying? A beginning? wacky comedy is what I call yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Well, what's next up for us then? Something with maybe too many people in maybe. it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe a few people you don't want to have around That's all right. the time. I've started to read this. It is okay. uh, Persuasion by Jane Austen. Yes. Indeed. Yep. It is, I think, interesting that we've been doing this movie, movie podcast for 13 years mm -hmm. and have not read a single Jane Austen novel. That is incredible. How did this even happen? Well, I'm trying to solve this problem. Okay, I'm well, trying good. to rectify the situation. <laughs> That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't read her as much as somebody like Dickens or, you know, a few other people, but she's so good. Oh, that's good. So good. Yes, and I've read Pride and Prejudice, and I've started this one, like I've said. Okay. And, uh, yeah. you know, Pride and Prejudice I liked very well. Everybody likes that one, and mm -hmm. everybody's read that one, if they've read Jane Austen. Mm. It's all the other ones, so. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Yep. Looking forward to finishing it. So far, so good. Yeah. And it's not too long. Well, cool. All right. 
Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Yes, thank you. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Well, we'll see you (laughs) next time, everyone. We'll get out of this uh, lunar base (laughs) and uh, get back to Earth. Yes, we hope to persuade you (laughs) to read a good book that's not on the moon. That's right. Sam uh, Rockwell probably read this book 20 times while he was alone uh, on the moon. Well, yeah, he had nothing else to do, but then he should have dressed better. But that's a whole different question. We can talk about it next time. All right. And um, we'll talk to you again soon, everyone. (laughs) Take care, all. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.